Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. The summer solstice is upon us, the longest day of the year, when the sun shines down upon us for the longest. And its significance was not lost on our ancient ancestors, who would feast and make merry as they celebrated the beginning of summer. Slightly weird drony music signifying ancient times Sung by a middle-aged man in his home studio garage Strobe blurry close-up shots of people doing dancing Shot in close-up to hide the fact we could only afford three of them So what to do with this long day? Well, in today's culture, we're basically in a pattern of working and then filling up the rest of the time with various distractions until we die. For example, look at you, fouling up your circadian rhythms watching this low-rent documentary long after sundown. Go to bed. Turn this drivel off and go to bed, ho. It's a pre-record, yeah, well, well, now. Cause it's my little boy's birthday And I thought it'd be fun To see if the little guy can still recognize me Well, alright now Turns out he can't, that's depressing Hello there, welcome to the podcast God, don't I sound bright and bushy-tailed when I'm doing it at half past four in the afternoon? Hello. Uh, how are you? You're right. You're all right. I'm all right. I thought I have to feel much. Yeah, good. Um, I'm sort of slightly breaking format for a couple of days. I'm answering questions. People have been. Uh, I, I posted uh, on Twitter. I said, uh, "Ask me online," or to use the acronym hashtag Amol. Uh, you can ask me anything uh, you you want. Uh, it might might be too. I mean, I could do this again later in the week. There's no, nothing wrong with that. Uh, so anyway, we've got those questions coming up. But first, I did love this story. Uh, Brits. Brits. Bloomin' love that word. Disappointed at new blue post-Brexit passport. Uh, one person said, uh, the, pos- the passport is black, not even blue. Hey, Black passports matter. Uh, not even blue, really poor quality, flimsy and thin, and the edges appealing. Well, if only there was some kind of analogy one could draw here. Uh, apparently, uh, the uh, this is according to the Express. The new documents which replace the Burgundy passport, emblazoned with the words European Union, are definitely black and not even remotely blue. It's completely the wrong colour. An Instagram user agreed. But they were black. Before they were blue, they were 
or they were black. Even the colour cover text isn't central. Paper lower quality. Design ultra bland. Paper cheaper. Unbelievable. The edges are peeling. Uh, one Twitter user said, flicking through, it's obvious that the blue passport is a major downgrade quality and design wise. Yeah. Just wait till you try the chicken. Um, anyway, that tickled me. I liked that. So uh, it's time for hashtag Amol. Ask me online. Uh, anything at all. So uh, let's, should we just jump in? We'll just jump in. I'm jumping in. This is me jumping. Ollie says, uh, I really loved the episode when you were in France. Wandering. Oh, yes. It was maybe the second or third one I listened to. It was very raw, emotional, honest and brave. Oh, now. Uh, and attracted me to the show and what your life is all about. Will you possibly do another such show, just chatting? Um, yes. Yes, I will. Um, if I feel like I've got anything to kind of say. Like, I, I mean, everyone's life has been in stasis, hasn't it? Uh, pretty much since I did that. I did that on, I think it was something like the 4th of March, I think. Around then. It was definitely that week. Um, and... Uh, not a lot has changed. It's been really frenetic. I had no idea. Like the first couple of months of lockdown uh, were mad, mad, mad busy. And then it sort of wasn't. And now uh, a a friend of mine said uh, they sort of got to the state of feeling bored and anxious. I think that's a good description. (laughs) Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm like, yeah, bored and anxious. I do feel very anxious at the moment. I mean, not not in a sort. I don't, you know, I, I I don't I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to muscle in on Ian Lee's stick, guys. Uh, I, I know many of you are very fond of Ian Lee, um, but I, I don't. You know, it's not. You know, it's, it's not some serious issue that I want you to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. Um, but I think I do. I I do generally live in quite an anxious state. And uh, there isn't there isn't much scope for getting one's head out of that state at the moment, is there? Um, work is quite handy for that, but it's sort of a displacement activity, I think. Um, so yes, I will, I will, I will. I love. I mean, I I love that you liked that. It's it's it was a huge step out of my comfort zone. I mean, you know, when I began doing this podcast, I was sort of doing the funnies and. I think I said then that, you know, historically, I've always been talking. Could you just make it a bit shorter? Could you just, yeah, it's great. Could you do it a bit quicker? And has that constant feeling of, oh, I should just get, get it on, get on, get it out and, and then run away. Uh, and so having this space to be a little more expansive, it, it feels very self-indulgent. This whole, this whole episode feels very self-indulgent. So um, it's quite hard to... Um, to, to accept that it's interesting. <laughs> that sounds, uh, sounds like an Oscar speech now, but um, it has the, the most amazing thing about this podcast. And um, one of the reasons I love it, I mean, the main reason I love it is because uh, it does feel like there's this little community and, and, and it, I do feel very supported by it. And um, I've really never felt that before. It's, it, it's sometimes quite disarming, but in a lovely way. Um, you know, even as I record this, I know there's Patreons watching live and, um, ah, they're so lovely and warm and encouraging. And, uh, I, I, I get a lot from it, an awful lot. Um, so yeah, it's great. 
Let's move on. David Brazel, uh, where do you get your ideas from? And ideas. And what is the most vacuous question you've ever been asked in that order? <laughs> oh, we all need a hug, I think. Um, I mean, sort of from the news, I, I find the hardest thing is setting my own brief. And I've I, historically, I've always found that hard. Uh, someone who's really good at setting a brief is um, Danny Wallace, who I did stuff for when I worked at Six Music. He sat in for Sean Keaveney on The Breakfast Show a few times and we sort of became friends uh, on that. He, he, and, and he was really good. He sort of involved me in other projects subsequently and I, I owe him an awful lot. Uh, my, my series on Radio 4 is, is really down to him. Um, Jake Yap's Media Circus. Uh, he's really good at kind of throwing up ideas and it, there's a great pleasure in realizing that idea um so i i really genuinely you know I, I think a few times i've said in the podcast if there's anything you want me to make or you'd like me to do like honestly don't hold back from letting me know it's not today at swanburst.com or at not today pod um because uh i love getting a brief and i, I don't it doesn't really matter how how bad the brief is if you're worrying about the brief like I, I it's just nice to be set a task um sometimes because th that's sometimes the hardest part um and the most vacuous question you've ever been asked <laughs> i can tell you i'm not gonna win any friends over someone i can't say who but i was once asked is this your first time in st albans yeah, yeah, it is. Might be my last. Uh, Dean has asked, how did you end up in Bedford? What are the pros and cons of living there? Oh, I like that question. Uh, I really love Bedford. Um, I, it was a sort of a thing of, you know, you can sort of take a compass point, put it in centre point of London, except that you cannot live within a radius of about 40 miles of that point. Uh, and then you start looking at, well, what's, out, what's outside there? So um, I went to Biggleswade for a few years uh, and then to Bedford. Uh, the, the, the short of it is my partner Kim's parents live near here. She actually went to school in Bedford. And um, I, think, I think possibly has slightly mixed feelings about that. I think it's probably a bit weird living in the place where you went to school. Um, I, I had that when I went to uh, America. I went and lived in uh, Washington, D.C. for a couple of years. 2002 to 2004 and I was about 30, 32 and when I came back just out of convenience uh, my mother's friend had a house and I rented her sort of granny flat and it was right opposite my primary school and there was a strong feeling of oh I went four and a half thousand miles away and I've ended up back here and it doesn't feel like progress uh, but Bedford's great and property is pretty cheap. I mean, very cheap compared to London. Um, I live in a, hang on, one, two, three, four, maybe four, five, six, kind of five bedroom house. I mean, it's tricky because there's this annex space where I do this from. Um, and it's much less than a one bedroom flat in, in suburban London. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. David, okay, more genuinely, what did you want to be when you grew up? And now when people ask you, what do you do for a living? What do you say? Oh, that's such a good question because I never know what to say. When people say, what do you do for a living? I kind of go... Um, I, uh, I, you know, I use the phrase, I bang a tin tray over my head for coins a lot. Um, and I used to say I was a voiceover when I was a voiceover, but I'm not a voiceover really anymore. Uh, so I kind of say writer, comedian, I'm, I'm reaching a point where really I should say podcaster because it's kind of the mainstay of what I do and what my income is. Um, and what did I want to be when I grew up? I... I, I never knew exactly what to say because I never really wanted to be a comedian because that what I said was I wanted to write and perform music and comedy. That was what I always wanted to do. And that's sort of what I do, uh, which is great. Um, and I love them both. The thing I get lost in the most is music, if I'm honest. that That's the kind of the only thing where, you know, you can look up and eight hours has gone by and your whole family is uh, wondering where and indeed who you are um james says uh you've talked about your media career can you share about your education and especially the learning you've done to have and believe in humanity and the planet in the way that you do cool and what's your favorite book oh god i love these questions um all right uh my education was in Southeast London. I went to a comprehensive. Uh, I got the living daylights kicked out of me almost daily. Uh, I had to change classes when I was in primary school in the juniors because of bullying. I had to change secondary schools altogether. Uh, the one I went to doesn't exist anymore. I don't think it's, it was called Crofton at the time. And uh, I found a woman who works at the BBC who had been in the same class as me in that first secondary school and um she told me that uh, something like i, I think over 50 percent of our classmates were all in prison i mean just horrendous really really horrendous place 
very well intentioned, but uh, not working. Uh, so it's kind of the question I constantly ask myself uh, with my kid is like, is, am I just having that thing of reliving my experiences as he goes through those ages? Am I reliving that? And am I homeschooling him? I'm not even homeschooling him. Kim's doing all of that. I don't know. I do very little of that. Uh, is that happening, you know, because I'm, because of my baggage? And I, I don't think so. And, you know, we, I, try very hard to stay neutral you know when it when when he was going to school and we take him in and I, I kind of um try really hard to kind of overcome and to kind of look at the evidence say look this is not my school this is not a south east London. this is a nice school and it was it was a nice school but um i did see him starting the same kind of process that i went through i saw his eyes cast down to the floor the minute we arrived and he'd stopped talking and he wasn't him and it was really distressing and I sort of told myself for a long time well you know this is part of the process and you know this he doesn't mean he's having a terrible time like I had and blah 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 and one day we just thought I just can't take this anymore so we pulled him out and it took him a long time to recover um I would say it took him four months to recover it was a really weird time. Um, but what I now have is a Bryce is a Button, very happy, uh, very charming and lovely boy. So uh, I think it's working. For now, that's all you can say, isn't it? Uh, that was a long answer to the bit about the education. Oh, uh, so uh, so I did A-levels. Um, uh, since you ask, I got seven A's and a B at GCSE. I got three A's at A-level. A and that's in the days when that was hard. Oh, God. Grumpy old sausage. Uh, and then I went and did t uh, 12 weeks, 12 weeks of a drama degree in Manchester before realising I hated drama. I hate plays. Um, I used to say I hate plays. I, 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 I hate I hate all literature. Um, I'll come on to your favourite book uh, question. Um, you know, I hate films. I hate culture. Uh, no, it's people. It's people. I don't really. I don't hate people, really. Um, and God, I really regret that Joe Wicks thing last week. Um, I did a f sort of funny song and I, I really sort of laid into him. And, you know, then I heard him talking on Desert Island Discs, like straight after I published the podcast. I just wanted to go back and unpick the whole thing and say, I'm sorry. He's a lovely man. And he had a hard childhood, you know, like everyone does. But, you know, his does sound pretty tough and i i don't begrudge him a thing and he's brilliant and i owe him the fact that you know i can actually stand unaided i don't feel very good about that um anyway so i did 12 weeks of that degree and then uh decided that was a complete waste of everyone's time and money so i i, I came back and sort of started writing stuff and Nothing happened for nine months. Anyway, uh, what about the learning to believe in humanity and the planet? Well, I went vegetarian at 11. My parents asked me, do you want to? And I said, yes, absolutely. I think I think, I think, think all kids, you know, you have that conversation. I mean, I don't know how, how, how the meat eaters do it, really. You know, all kids, when you kind of go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that, that hamburger, that's come from a, a pig. And you know that beef burger, that's come from a cow. And most kids kind of go, well, then I, I'm not eating that. You gave me all them books with all the cute piggies and the cows. And now you're telling me I'm eating them? I'm not having that. 
And then I guess you have to talk them down from that and say, oh, yeah, but no, but we don't. They're like, you know, they're not, you know, yeah, we love them, but not that much. I don't know how you I mean, people sort of often said because uh, Spike is vegan. They sort of said, oh, are you raising a vegan? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Once a month, we we get the funnel and we make him drink blood just to be more like you. But other than that, he seems to be fine. You have to watch the iron levels. That's the only thing. You do have to watch that. Everything else is fine. Just give him a multivitamin. It's fine. Um, but so I'd been really uncomfortable with eating meat as a kid. And I'd sort of pretend there were chicken trees and things. Uh, and so when my parents said, look, we're thinking about it. What do you think? I was like, yes. Hell yes. And it was great. Uh, sort of a bit of bedding in first few months going to grandma's she sort of uh, recalcitrantly is that the word I want to say recalcitrantly uh, made sausages do I want to say that I'm going to look up recalcitrant I've never said the word recalcitrant before uh, obstinately uncooperative attitude towards authority yeah not bad I'll take that um, so I was I was vegetarian for I don't know many years uh, decades and always wanted to go vegan. Um, I think it's really hard if you're with if your partner doesn't want to do it, and you, I think that is really tough. And I never had that fight with my parents because we just went vegetarian. Um, but then I was with people who were just like, uh, "No, that's that's not going to be happening." And I am frustrated with myself that I didn't sort of have the guts to do it earlier. Um, because when I did, it was the best feeling. It was kind of like turning off some anxious part of your brain that's kind of going. I, I don't think you really believe in this. Do you, what you're doing there? And um, when you could finally go, oh, that's not happening anymore. Thank God. No more cognitive dissonance. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's it really. I mean, you know, I, I watch a lot of Animal Planet. When you see human beings going like beyond uh, to, to kind of look after an animal, that cuts me up every time. I cannot deal with Animal Planet right now. Uh, Animal Planet, Animal Park. It's amazing. Final question. What's your favorite book? I'm going to give you two recommendations. One, Watership Down. Not that I've read it for a while, but God, that book. Um, it's so amazing. Uh, the guy who wrote it, was it Richard Adams? Uh, rejected 37 times, I think. He said he wanted to write a grown-up novel for children. And that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's brilliant. It's witty and dark and it's got amazing big themes of life and death. It's amazing. But if you want just a really good page turner that has this seething, slow, simmering rise to a peak and the most amazing moment in it. And I can't say any more than that. There's just a moment in it when I literally put the book down and swore. Um, Fingersmith. By Sarah Waters. If you haven't read it, oh my god, it's so good! Don't read anything about it. Just read it. It's really good. Uh, Gordon says, uh, "What's happening with France?" I don't know. Is the honest answer. I'm. I might know. I don't know. I will tell you when there's something to tell you. I'll tell you. I promise. Um, I should sort of leave this here for now. Uh, because I need to do some more tomorrow. Uh, why don't we come back tomorrow and do some more? Uh, thanks very much indeed for your company. I really appreciate it. Um, it's a little break with format. 
and it's nice to uh, you know it's nice to share uh, but uh, thank you for being here and uh, I will see you for more tomorrow has been a Swanburst Media production. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.